0: are oh, now? Yeah. 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 Uh, where's Connecticut? It's
1: like right
0: there in the uh, east coast
1: right here in the
0: middle. In the middle of what? Of the east coast? Yeah, I think it touches uh, Virginia and uh, South Carolina.
1: No of
2: that, but. Oh, it
3: is? It touches
0: South Carolina as well? I think so. I think so. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, so sure he, he said it, it doesn't. doesn't. It
3: doesn't. Oh. It, yeah,
0: I,
4: or, oh, no, yeah, yeah,
0: I know it's close to New York, but that's the only place I was aware. of.
4: It connects to Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Yeah. Oh, it does. Maybe yeah. after oh.
0: Kentucky.
1: No. Yeah. <laughs> Connecticut. It's a very rectangular state, right? So what? <laughs> it's a very rectangular state. Yeah. Uh, it almost looks like a big
0: like sandwich, like a football sandwich. Connecticut looked like a place that... <laughs> ...that's over yonder somewhere, but nobody really knows and no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. You can get involved uh, in our chat line by going to YouTube and chat with what we're doing and I will get to your questions and answers as we move forward, all right? I, um, <clears throat> good morning, y'all, again. Good morning. How's everybody? Good y'all had a week this week. Any questions or comments before I get rolling? Anybody had anything interesting happen in your life? Did Satan visit with you? Yes. Satan visited you. And what happened? <laughs> and
5: what? He, I just allowed him to steal many hours yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah. And what happened? How? Um, you know, I think... Uh, Watching all of this ego and self-confidence and how the, the biblical question this week of what's keeping you from God, like all of the these. The one
0: thing that's keeping you, what's the one thing that's keeping yeah. you from God?
5: Well, I mean, to answer that, I would say the devil. <laughs> um but I think just all, like, these past few weeks combined, yesterday, kind of I got to see it all in action and, and just, it's, it's just so interesting to see how sometimes I can't see until I can see, if that makes sense. Right. You know, like, hours will go by and I'll realize, wow, I've just gotten in the bus with Satan and just let him drive me all over my house for about five hours and I like wow. you come to, you know what I mean?
0: Was and, it painful? Were uh, you driving you?
5: I think it was like uncomfortable. I didn't I didn't I think it was I think there's just such a a I don't, like a learned behavior like this this habitual way of operating in certain situations that you know, without even thinking about it, you realize that you're walking in circles with the devil. And I, I, I don't know, I think, it, I don't know if it was painful, I just, when I kind of came to and saw what was happening, I was like, wow, that's, wow. And I sat down and did the silent prayer, because I was right. like, this is... Uh.
0: <laughs> well, stay with it.
5: Yeah,
0: <laughs> Our battle is clearly a spiritual battle. And I was thinking of this over the weekend when I was traveling. Uh, and what I realized I interviewed a young woman on the, uh, on the a lady I don't know how young she is, but a lady on the father state in an air this past Friday yesterday or the day before, and when I introduced her, she said some at some point in the interview, she said that she was a black female. And I may not be quoting it exactly how she said it, it's somewhere in there. Black, she said that she was a black, female, lesbian, LGBTQ person. And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at her and when she said it, I almost felt sad for her. Because everyone who identify with identities, are identified with the nature, the spirit of the devil and don't know it. And and every human being have some form of title that they give to themselves. I'm a this, I'm a that, I'm a success, I'm a failure, I'm a I'm afraid, I'm weak, I'm strong, I'm LGBTQ, I'm an alcoholic, I'm a drug addict. I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer, I'm a preacher, I'm a pope, and the pope is sick. I'm um, I'm angry. Every human being have these identities, and it doesn't matter how miserable they are with the identities, I'm shy, I'm not good enough, Why I am good enough, I'm black, I'm white, I'm Chinese, I'm Asian, (laughs) I'm this, I'm that, right? Every human being has an identity and those identities are totally evil and false. And I noticed that in those identities, they are miserable. The people are miserable. Even those who say, I'm the president, I'm the vice president, I'm the secretary of state, I'm this and I'm that. They're still miserable people i have I have three or four degrees um they they're still miserable because they are identified with evil and calling it good and most people will not pause to see that these identities that they have are evil and it's not them and it's not working it's amazing how that is every human being has some form of false identity and then they go to the doctor Oh, oh and then they, they go to the psychiatrist or counselor or, or wherever, and they ask, Doctor, doctor, what's wrong with me? I'm lonely, I'm afraid, I'm this. And the doctor said, Well, you need some pills. Let me give you some pills to help you deal with life. And so they get take those pills, and then they get high, or they go into a darker cloud like a zombie, and they're still miserable and don't know it. I literally know people who uh, were poor, financially, and they, they said, I'm poor. I gotta go out and make some money. And they've gone out and made boo cool money. A whole lot of money, but yet they're miserable. And so when I looked at that young lady, that woman, I forgot her first name. Uh, what was her first name? Denasia. I felt for her in that I realized she was blind and could not see. That she was none of those things, at all. And the sad thing about it, the interesting thing about it, she wrote a book on how to help with all that stuff, how to overcome loneliness or whatever she did, whatever it was. But yeah, she's not being helped by it at all. She is not being helped, and and I noticed that identities are fighting over whose identi- identity is the best and whose identity is right right now you have the what do you call the men in the dresses
6: transgender.
0: drag. what transgenders yeah drag queen too yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah they have the drag queen the uh transgender better known as drag queens whether it's a man or a woman, they are fighting one another too. Because all of them want to be the star, they want to be better. And so the people in the drags are now fighting against the, uh, the lesbians and the, and the homosexuals before they became LGBT. So they're fighting with one another. The homosexuals are mad that the men in the dresses are making them look bad or something. And then the lesbians are upset because the men in the dresses are taking their stuff away from them, the attention. And it's a mess. Every identity think that is better than the other. And they fight against one another, never pulling away to question. And that's interesting that people won't question themselves. They'll look at everybody else, but they will not even ask, what's wrong with me? Why am I like this? Why do I have envy in my heart? Why do I have anger? Why do I want to hurt myself? Why would I hurt myself? They don't even question it so it never get better. And I thank God that I've always been a person that questioned myself. Even as a kid, I would question it. Like, whatever the issue may be. Or I even question older people. They didn't like it, but I would do it. But most people don't question themselves because they're constantly looking out there at something else or someone else while they're suffering. you got to let the identities go. Those are demons. Those are evil spirits. And our battle is a spiritual battle. Really. And it's happening inside of you. It's not happening outside of you. It's happening inside of you. And it happened outside of you, but inside of others. They're having the same identical battle. And everybody's doing it. Family members. <laughs> brothers and sisters. and Husbands and wives. And children against parents. And employees and, and bosses. It's happening everywhere. And, and I was thinking, what wow, the hell is like? Amazing today, because hell is being pushed as good. Anyone that's pushed anger as good is your enemy. It's an evil person. Anger is evil, folks, and it gives you all sorts of identities, spirits, and that's why these little, these little titles you put on them, like I'm a, I'm a. LGBTQ thing. All you're doing is covering up the devil rather than saying, my heart is wicked. My heart is evil. When you can see it in a spiritual way, then you will see what the problem is and you can overcome it. But if you cover up the devil, not only are you covering him, cover him up with words, but you're covering him up with by hiding and denying what you see. You don't want to see it. Most people think it's more is. Better to live in that hell than to overcome it. And that's why they will fight you if you even dare to suggest that they can overcome it, that it's not them. You are not these identities. You're not an alcoholic. You're not a drug addict. You're not a homeless person. You're none of those things. Your heart is wicked and the devil is ruling. That's what's going on, and you got to, if you want to be free, you got to stop identifying with these things. Because you're really worshiping and supporting the devil. The real you have never gotten angry. You've never been afraid. you never, you've never ever done anything wrong. You've never been guilty. You're not a saint or a sinner. You're none of the things that you've been told. You're, the real you is neither black nor white. And it's crazy that we, in in my country today, you have black and white people going at it. You have religious people fighting over their religion. They're fighting over religion. That's what happens when you take on any other form of identity, you protect it. Even though it makes you miserable, it doesn't make you happy, you still fight for it. One example, I just discovered that if it's true, I just, learned here, I don't know. That, the you know, well, Christianity has been on attack for a long time now. But the one thing I didn't know, I didn't know the Jews fought with the Christians over in Israel. That was in Israel, right, Over in Israel, the, uh, the Jews, but not all, not all, not all, not all, but most, are fighting with the Christians. They are burning down churches. They're attacking and throwing bottles and and all kinds of things because the, the Christians, the Jews over there hate the Christians. And the Christians hate somebody. And somebody hate, Because they have taken on another false identity. And it's called religion. The Allahu Abba people fighting with the Jews because the Allahu Abba people believe that Israel religion is less than their religion. And and no one paused to say, okay, if I'm convinced that my religion is best, it's the right way, why would I fight over it? Just because someone else said, no, that's not true. Why would I fight over it? And the only way I would fight over it, I'm not sure that it's, it's true. I believe, without a doubt, that Christianity is the number one religion. It's the best because it requires that we do exactly what I'm telling you. You got to look at yourself. You must be born again of the heart. Salvation is of the heart, not of the vices. That's another lie. Now the vices people fighting with the people say salvation is of the heart. No, salvation of the vices. What the? The vices belong to your daddy, the devil they come that's his nature that is the abnormal nature that you've been identified with all the things are just named and then some Uh, so the Christians and the Jews and Sean you were telling me my producer would tell me it's because of a new book they have or something rewritten of of the Jew book the Bible
3: yes I mean as far as I know it's really as basic as they think Jesus was just a rebel You know, the Jews think Jesus was a rebel. They don't believe in... They believe he existed, but they don't believe he kept their commandments. He sort of rebelled against their commandments and didn't keep to the rules. So it could be as simple as, you know, they're fighting over Jesus. Right. I I don't understand it fully. But the um, the Torah and one of the other books, the Torah and one of the other books are, are newer. So... Talmud. 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 That's the one I was Talmud? About. Yeah, Talmud. Talmud. Yeah, T-A-L-M-U-D.
0: Oh, okay. And so that's a New Jew Bible?
3: Yeah, as far as I know. Okay. Yeah. But, in, you know, for me, I, I see words, just like titles or identities. Words are the thing that separates people and me from, from, from God. Amazing. Because you think of all the different denominations of Christianity. They're all fighting over words. They're fighting over different interpretations of the of the Bible. Right. So they, Protestants, you know, uh, Baptists, Unitarians, they're all fighting over words. At the end of the day, and once you see that, you see it's kind it's really kind of silly. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
0: Um. And so the the Jews that believe that read the Talmud. That's why they att- one of the reasons they're attacking the Christians because they think that about Jesus.
3: Right. As far as I know, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm still learning just like anyone else. I don't have a full understanding of it. Right. But as far as I know, and, I think Jesus was just a, a, a rebel.
0: And did you tell me, or oh, maybe someone else told me that the, in the book, the time mood, whatever you call. called, they think that Jesus is in hell somewhere?
3: Yeah, I'm pretty sure Hassan was the one, was the one talking oh. to, you, talking Has, to you about Hassan, that. they said
0: that Jesus is in hell? That's correct. You said that's right. Yes, yeah, sir. And why is he still in hell? He went. He definitely went there, and he destroyed the devil. He conquered the devil. He defeated the devil. That's why it's over, right? One of the reasons. But why? They,
7: why do they think he's still there? Well, they. I think it's just uh, based on that he's a blasphemer and that he's. I think the. Direct quote is that he's burning in semen and hellfire. He's what? <laughs> <laughs> speak up I mean, for I me. hate to say it again. I'm sorry, <laughs> but but yeah, you said you hate to say it again. It, it just because I mean, it's just because it's so graphic. But um, speak up for me. I didn't hear you. That's oh, okay. It. Yeah. Speak uh, from your chest. Yeah, like basically, a man. just that he's a that based on him being a blasphemer, and it says that he's. Burning in semen and hellfire.
0: Semen and hellfire. Yeah. What's semen?
7: I mean, I, I don't know. It's like p- <laughs>
4: it's,
0: it's semen just, like pee. Come on. Or number two. What? It's not holy. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> All right. And so they, whatever they thing is, yeah, they believe he's burning in
7: that. Yeah. And I think I think the 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 main thing is that. They feel this, in the Talmud, a lot of this is directed to all Gentiles. It's not just specifically Christianity, it's all Gentiles, but there is a specific thing that the Jews and every other people, including the Allah Akbars, is that it is a specific disdain for Jesus Christ.
0: Whoa. See there, and so the Akbar Allah, Allah people believe that uh, the Christians and the Jews are infidels, and worthy of death, and whatever it takes to deceive them and destroy them, you can. You can befriend them, you can work with them, you can live down the road from them, you can get in their job and just pretend in order to destroy them. And so religion, religious people are fighting over religious people too, over religions as well. But nobody paused and says, Why am I fighting over a religion, an idea? religion is just an idea it's not even real it's not even real and everybody fighting over this idea of what they think is real isn't that crazy and most people it's so prevalent today like never before in the history of america and i kind of know why one reason is destruction of the family the father is not there to be a living example of what love is and guide his wife and children in the right way to go. That's one reason. Number two, we've been brainwashed by people with degrees, whatever they call their degree. And that's another thing I want to tell you all. From this day forward, do what you want. Do what you want. I recommend that you never, ever, 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 but never, ever, 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 treat a person with a title any differently than you would treat yourself or your so-called friend. It's just a person. It's a human being with a title with no meaning. But the only way you're going to be able to do that is you've got to come out of your imagination about titles. Because in your mind, you think someone with a title, whether it's a preacher title, or pope title, uh, uh, or a doctor, or lawyer, or master's degree, or PhD, and all that, whatever the title is, in your mind, you think it means something. Somehow or another, you think that person is better than you, and you automatically, in your mind, s- submit yourself to that person because of the title. You can go to the doctor, 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 what's wrong with me? Oh, you have a headache. You want some pills? Oh yeah, I'll take them. And you won't even question the doctor. And the doctors are so spoiled now that they they know that people are afraid to question them about their own medical issue that they won't even take time to talk to you. They're so to her because they got to get to the next person to make money. And I'm the doctor, leave me alone. And you go home and take the pills not really knowing if it works or not. Because you have put that doctor up there over you rather than just knowing this is a medical, a person that knows about medicine somewhat, but he's not a God. And then when the doctor does something that caused you more problems, you blame the doctor. You're the one that turn your life over to the doctor. People with degrees, including me, and all preachers, all popes, and all experts, except my experts on the radio, and all about every, everybody. They are no different than you. They have to deal with the same spirits that you have to deal with. They really do. They, they, they are tempted by the devil. They are feeling emotions due to the devil. They are Some are giving in to those emotions because they think that it's them they have fear, they have doubt, they have worries. They, have, they go home and fight with their wives. Or the men have to, since they're adopted, they turn their, their wives into Jewish princesses or something like that. You ever met a Jew prince? A Jewish prince? I used to work for some Jews and their wives were princesses and they didn't do nothing. They just dressed up and had their hair done. And, And came over to the office and harassed the husband and go back home. (laughs) But you got a a person with a degree is no different than you. And Christ tried to tell the people that back then. He's like, look, I'm no different than you. It's not me. I'm a human being with the spirit of the Father in me. And he sent me over here to tell y'all that you're free. And that you can do the same thing I've done because of the Spirit. The same Spirit that raised me from the dead will raise you from the dead. It dwells in you. But the people say, no, 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 we want more. You are God. No, I'm not God. No, you are God. As soon as um, uh, someone says something about him, all of a sudden they brought him down from the pedestal. Oh, you deceived me. I want to kill you. They don't even question, well, I deceive myself. Or the devil deceive me. He said, great to see. And it's interesting, too. It's so interesting. This is so interesting. The same spirit that dwells in Hitler and Mussolini, whoever that was. (laughs) I've just been hearing about these names, right? Uh, Mussolini. Am I saying that right? Mussolini. Well, thank you. Mussolini. (laughs) Um, Stalin. Stalin. Pol pot. Smoke Pot.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you said Smoke Pot? What? Pot. What? Po- Pol Pot. He said Pot. <laughs> huh? Instapot. Oh, Insta Pot. <laughs> <laughs> the same spirit that dwells in those people. The same spirit that dwells in Jeffrey Domery. The same spirit that dwells in men and women who have sex with children the same spirit that dwells in mama, the nice lady or the bad lady, the nice guy or the bad guy, the boss, the employee. It's the same spirit that dwells in everybody. It's the spirit of evil. And that's why Christ tried to tell y'all, you can't be judging. It's in you too. You are no better than the person. As a matter of fact, you're worse. Because you're judging, playing God, and knowing that inwardly you are no know better. But that same spirit dwells in every human being. The spirit of evil. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. This same spirit that uh, murder women when they do a whole bunch of murdering of women and throw them in the woods. It's the same spirit in everybody. Any human being with that anger, with that spirit, could become a, a serial killer. Just like that. And the moment you say you can't, you are one. Because you just lied. You can. It drives you. It's not you. It's driving you. And the beauty about it, just this is the beautiful thing about it. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. It's in you. The kingdom of heaven is within. And that's why when you let that spirit die of evil, The spirit that raised Christ from the dead will raise you from the dead, which is the nature of the devil. It's up to you. We can't do it by ourselves, but we can definitely let go and let it happen if we want to. But most people really don't want to. They'll cry. I'm like, what's wrong? Oh, miserable! I hate myself. I hate my daddy. I hate my mom. I hate the, uh, nobody like me. They'll be crying. Okay, you want to get better? Yeah, but oh, okay. Stop hating. Stop judging. It's not you. They don't want that. That's too simple. They they love complaining. Anyone that complains. Or blame someone else for themselves is evil. It's evil. All blamers and complainers are evil. You're being driven by a wicked spirit thinking you're thinking that is you, and it's not. The anger that lives in you is not you, it's not your anger. I was thinking the other day while I was on the road about. Since I met some people and they talked about friends. And I was thinking, oh, friends. What is a friend? And so I ask when I think about these things, I ask people, of course. And so I start here first with that. Did I see your hand, Raymond? Yes. Okay, Raymond then here. Yes, sir.
8: Okay, I may have told you this before,
0: but when I I, uh, quietly pray, I see all the evil
8: and anger in in me, and I would judge myself as being an <laughs> evil person. Yet, yeah. when, as time goes by, it seems like a,
0: great, a rare spirit with something greater. Things he told uh, told me to uh, told me not to worry about it. i in time, it'll come. Uh, the true, uh, true nature, who and what I am, will will be revealed to me yeah the interesting thing about that Raymond is that you said when I see that this evil spirit is in me I judge myself but you haven't paused to see that well if I can see that this spirit is in me why would I judge myself I would see that it's not me just think about that who is this that's seeing that this is, this is a spirit in me right but yet, he judges himself, not seeing it's some else there that's doing it on your behalf. It's not you. Because, and the reason I said that is such a good point, too. When you do the silent prayer, you're really ready to overcome this stuff. You got to stop letting the devil judge you, making you think that you judging you. All right? Stop condemning yourself. The, the, uh, the devil. Judge you and condemn you. Accuse you and condemn you. And you still think that is you. But it's not you. You're not the, these people with the and they're they lying to you. And they're lying to you because they are lost. They're just like you. And they need you to believe something special about them so they can feel better. But when they're alone at night and nobody's around, they're going through the same hell. The, mo- the moment they are not being worshipped, and they all along, the devil said, ah, oh, see, I made a fool of you. I made you think you were something else. You ain't nothing. Oh, Lord, where my medication? I to take my depression pill until tomorrow when I get to work. You're not these identities. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, let me ask this young lady then I come back. Don't forget. What's a, You have a friend? You have friends or a friend? Yes. You do. And what is a friend?
9: What is a friend? A friend is someone who I'm not like blood related to that uh, I have a relationship with.
0: That you have a relationship with. A friend is someone that's not uh, that you're not related to and you have a relationship with. Right? That what you said?
9: Yes, although I I am also friends with my family.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And and so you're friends with your family, but it's somebody that you have some form of relationship with, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. And does it work?
9: Most of the time.
0: So does it work?
9: Yeah, I mean, okay. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. (laughs) <laughs> you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's times where it works and there's times where it doesn't.
0: So does it work?
9: Um, if, if, okay, in this moment, yes, it does work. If you were to ask me tomorrow, maybe not.
0: It might not be working. What make it work at times and at times it doesn't?
9: Honestly, the, like the thoughts that I have, if I misinterpret something, then our relationship can um, falter, and if I, you know, but but if we talk it out, for the most part, it's it's just a misunderstanding.
0: Oh, okay, nice. And you have a friend, a friend or friends. Take the mic from me. You have you have a friend or a fr- or friends. Open your mouth and speak. Yes. Go, mm-hmm. people. <laughs> the people out there don't hear that. Yes. hmm So you do. And what is a friend?
6: Um, I would say the same thing. Just uh, somebody that you have a relationship with.
0: And, and does it work? Yes. And what makes it
6: work? For me, it works because I don't have any expectations of anybody else.
0: Okay. Amazing. You have friends or a friend, at least one? Hold on a minute. You don't have No. You don't have one? Not at all. You have what's wrong with you? <laughs>
4: <laughs> Why do you not have friends? Not even one. At one point I thought I did have friends. And I just realized that. Um it was just Two miserable people who didn't like their own life being together, and that so those friends. You were are,
0: miserable, and they were miserable, mm-hmm. and you you realize you, you you didn't like your life. Yep. And then what happened?
4: Um, well, I found your show. Oh. And I started waking up and realizing that just because somebody's nice to me or does something for me it doesn't necessarily mean that they're my friend. They um, maybe they're just a person that might. Um, just do something nice for you because okay. they're miserable, too.
0: Amazing. The young lady behind you want to respond. You have friends or a friend, at least one? Yes. How many do you have?
10: Oh, I don't know.
0: You have a bunch of them? Yeah. Uh, yes. You need it. yeah. They can't hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Only I can see you. <laughs> so what is a friend?
10: Uh, someone I enjoy spending time with.
0: Someone you spend time with mm-hmm. is a friend. Okay, and does it work? Yeah. It works? Okay, yes. what works about it?
10: Um, mutual respect, I think.
0: And what is mutual respect?
10: Uh, I think it's just an understanding that we're each individuals and we respect each other's differences and, simil- and enjoy each other's similarities.
0: And so, if if, if your friend says something to you about you, like you are sorry, poor excuse of a woman, would you still be friends?
10: I mean, I would. I would ask them to explain, and <laughs> I'd probably want to have a little talk about it. But event, essentially, if that's how that person feels, they're entitled to how they feel.
0: Oh, Okay, but you, would you still be friends?
10: I don't know. I mean, it would. <laughs> It would be weird if that person chose to continue <laughs> to spend time with me, if that's how they felt about me. But, yeah. you know.
0: It would be weird for you or them?
10: Probably, I mean, me, probably.
0: And why would it be weird for you?
10: Well, because I would know that they didn't actually like spending time with me, <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh-huh. which is
10: something that constitutes a friendship in the first place.
0: Amazing. Have you ever broken up with friends? Yes. And why? If you can remember one reason for breaking up with a friend,
10: uh, because I realized I didn't enjoy spending time with them.
0: And, and why not?
10: Um, I think that there was a lack of mutual respect. <laughs> oh, okay. I think that they didn't, they didn't particularly. They wanted think, me to do and think things that I didn't want to. Oh. Okay. And so I felt like I needed to create space.
0: Amazing. Uh, yes, sir. You had your hand, and then go ahead.
1: Did you want me to respond to the friend question? Yeah, you have friends? Uh, Yes, sir, I do. You
0: have friends, what is a friend? How many do you have?
1: Can I make a comment before I answer that question really quick? Yeah, tell me first
0: how many friends you have.
1: I maybe a whole bunch five, of them. Maybe five, five or ten. Uh,
0: no, I like give a number to. And them. what? Is, okay, yeah. You wanted to make your comment first, didn't it?
1: I was going to say it's amazing how we don't actually consider some of the definitions that we use in like real life. I know. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I like I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, I know I'm, he's going to call on me soon. You know, what's well, a friend? I'm like trying to scramble and think of something, but it's amazing how automatically we just, hey, it's that thing. Well, what is that thing? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but you're supposed to know. It's like this kind of collective. So, I don't know. It's like high five. I don't. I don't really know how to explain it. But anyway, that's yeah, what it's saying.
0: and w- when we do that, we're unconscious, right? We just don't know. Like Raymond gave a perfect example. I'm, I'm doing the silent prayer. I see these spirits and uh, these evil spirits in me, and then I judge myself. Think about that. If I'm seeing something in me, it's like if I was driving a car, and all of a sudden my car broke down. And one of them said, Oh, I broke down. My car broke down. I didn't break down. My car had problems. I didn't have the problems. But if you identify with the car, you're going to think, You broke down. (laughs) Isn't that amazing? I'm telling you, unconsciousness runs deep. It really, really does. Have you seen the movie The Matrix by any chance? The Matrix? I've seen it. I saw it when it. Oh, years ago when everybody was talking about it, but at that time it just seemed boring because I didn't understand the people going through the machine
1: things and all that. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, wild. <laughs> it's pretty wild. But
0: now I'm watching it, yeah, I think I might
1: understand. There, there's a scene in that movie where the guy's in the matrix, right, the fake, you know, kind of virtual reality. Speak from whatever. chess. It's, he's in a fake reality, right? There's a scene and he's eating a steak, and he knows that the steak is fake, but he keeps chewing it, And he, but he's like, my mind's telling me that it's juicy and salty and amazing, and he just decides to just take that on, but he knows that it's not real. Yeah. But he's just enjoying it. He's like drinking wine and stuff like that. And I think in this life, and I think that's sort of the commentary of the movie, is that we can sort of
0: do. That's that. everybody's life. Right. They're in the matrix. now I understand it. Right. But I, I remember seeing it, and everybody like, oh, you need to see the matrix. The matrix is wonderful. And I looked at it, and I'm like, I don't even get this. They are going through different little machine things. Right. There's all this.: confusion. How does that relate to my life? Whoa. But now I understand. Amazing.
1: Now, the thing I was going to mention...
0: I'm going to have to really watch it now since I got a little sense, Mm -hmm. see what I can get from it.
1: Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, the the thing I was going to comment on is what you were talking about earlier as far as um, allowing the devil to sort of corrupt your mind in the sense where you believe that you are, you know, your thoughts and... All these lies is uh, it just reminded me of uh, the story of Job, where the devil actually goes to God, right? And he's just like, hey, like, let me show you that this guy Job, you, he only worships you because you're giving him everything, right? And he takes everything away from him, and it's all the devil's doing. And at no point, I mean, Job is kind of whining a little bit, but you know, at no point does he curse God about
0: it. Did he uh, ever whine about it
1: at all? Uh, I mean, it's a very, very long book. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think at one point the towards the I end.
0: What? At the end of the Oh, he wanted at, at the, the end, end of it, he's
1: just kind of like, hey, how much longer do I have to keep putting up with this? And he's like, what? The? And then finally, he has a conversation with God, and God doesn't even really answer him. He just kind of says, like, who are you to question me? And then he oh, to. Oh, God said bad. that to
0: him? Uh, I mean, it's. it's God I mean, it's, said, who are you to question me?
1: In a way, in a way. To Joe. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh, but, you know, he still remains faithful, and I, and I think that what you're trying to say um, has direct correlation to that. It does. You know, and uh, <clears throat> that's the whole unconscious aspect of things, you know, where we have to be aware at all times because the devil's working over time to really corrupt us.
0: You can literally live this life on earth while you live and never doubt God. And never have a doubt, really. You can live that way, but you got to get there. You cannot live the way, the, the way you are now. You can't live that. But you can live that way. And I'm going to speak on how in a minute. All right? uh, and so that's deep, man. Thank you. Let's deal with the friend thing. Uh, what is a friend? You say you have friends, right?
1: Uh, yes, sir. And what is a friend? Uh, I feel like the best way I can describe it is that a friend is somebody that you communicate and spend time with them more frequently than you would, say, a stranger or acquaintance. Like giving it a very practical example. And uh, I think what makes a friendship a friendship is uh, love. You know, not friendship hate. is love. Right. It can't be self. It has to be selflessness. You know, sort of like love without expectation, but also meaning to give
0: them your money even when you don't want to.
1: Not necessarily. I think that's, I
0: think meaning it's, to let them come over to your house and drink up all your liquor.
1: No, 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 I think it's more like serving them, you know. Where it's Anyone like,
0: ever done that? Your friend came over, you had know, some good wine or something, and they drank it all, and now you want to cuss them out. Um, <laughs> but go ahead.
1: Um, I don't know why, but the song uh, by Rick Springfield, Jesse is a Friend, you know, just uh, came up. So, and, nice. And, and your name's Jesse, so. Uh, but... Uh, yeah i th- what 's interesting is that when you ask that it actually makes me want to comment on something earlier that you mentioned about titles right. and i can 't help but think we 're kind of entering back into that territory somewhat and I totally understand what you what you 're trying to say in a spiritual sense where it 's kind of like, hey you know if we just keep assuming all these titles we 're just going to get so distracted from yeah. the main goal that we 're just kind of going in a circle in a way, yeah. but I think at the same time there is like a a, a earthly order, you know, no different than how you talk about fathers and mothers and children and sort of, you know, right, children, mother, father, Jesus, God, you know, in that, in that same type of title-esque, I, I think it's very uh, practical. And so when we say the word friend, you know, we're all kind of struggling to give a definition. But I think when we ask that, that whole collective mind is that we know what we're talking about. We just can't really explain it. Yeah. And And my comment to that is then why at the end of a lot of your hot seats are you saying, well, do we need more white babies? You know, why don't we just say babies? Well, we we understand that there is a a, a culture associated with what's going on and it tends to be more favorably white. And it's like, oh, okay. And so I, I can't help but think, are we, are we putting titles on that or is there something actually real, like God-ordained, like, hey, like, like, that's a pair of shoes. Like, a pair of shoes is not a pair of pants.
0: Well, we need more white baby because we're going to lose America. Right, correct, correct. Black people ain't going to make no ship. Right, right. Mexicans exactly. ain't going to make no ship to go to the moon. Right. Did and you I, see that little airplane that they tried to send up the other day? Yes. And it fell back down? Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody else going to do that but Elon Musk. Right, right.
1: <laughs> kind of like that George Ooh. Floyd statue. It
0: just that imagine if Le- Elon wasn't around, we would have no little airplanes try to go up there.
1: Right, right. There was like a famous explorer. I think he went to Africa in like the 1800s or 1700s, and there were like no second-story buildings at all. It was just all just like one-story huts. Meanwhile, Europe mm-hmm. was making ships and this and that. But I, I rest was, my case. Well, but that's what I'm saying. But like that whole concept of like culture is 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 here right now. I'm not saying that we need to associate it and be like, oh, hey, oh. you know, now we're basically, you know, um, like white, black people or something like that. Like we're not, you know, women's. right. Right. And so it's it's <laughs> kind of like, hey, there, there's a there's a earthly mm. culture, like there's something real, like what we have. Like, like even though we can't take our possessions to heaven with us, it's sort of like, hey, like, I'm not going to go into your house and break into it because it's your house. You right. know? God is blessing you with this physical thing, you know, like I'm getting into a car when I leave.
0: We need
1: uh, those
0: things to live on earth as human beings, you right. know, we need food, we need a job, we need a house, right? Just as a physical survival thing in a practical way on human being. I mean, on Earth, but that's not who we are. It's not at all. And so titles are fine as long as you're using it for a tool to manage your life. It's not who you are. right? It's right. like, I have a title. Whatever, a reverend or pastor or something like that. And I've always said, it just to let you know what kind of work I do, but it's not who I am. I am not Reverend Jesse Peterson. I am just Jesse, and Jesse does this type of work. It says right away, if I was a doctor, it just to let you know, oh, I'm a doctor. Oh, okay. But it's not, I mean, it just mean I do doctor work. It doesn't mean I'm a doctor. My soul and everybody else's soul is the same. You know what I'm saying? I'm no different than you. Right. It just tell you, um, like a mother, oh, she's a mother, meaning she got some children.
1: Right, exactly. That's exactly. all yeah, that it
0: means. It doesn't mean you can't yell at her.
1: Right. Right. Like if, like if there's a gang shooting, probably black people, right? You know what I'm saying? We're going to call Ooh, the cops. We're not he's gonna white. Call. He said that. Well, a mixed, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But you know I'm saying like at the same time like you're not going to call the doctors you know you're not gonna, right. you're going to call the cops right and so I just I just wanted to make a comment as far as like I totally get what you're saying spiritual wise but part of me is kind of like but wait isn't there a like some sort of practical sort of title in a way like what you just well it's
0: hard for people to fallen people to live on earth in a practical using those things as a practical me and not as an identity right and it's difficult. Because the ego need is always looking for something on the outside to identify itself with. People identify with the Bible. They they believe that the Bible is it. And they've identified with it and they're stuck. It's not enough for them to read it, get the knowledge from it, let the knowledge go and, and be done with it. They gotta identify with it.
1: Right. I've always said that there's a lot of Christians out there who... Uh, we'll want to get to know Jesus, but it's more of like, hey, you know, where's my checklist? Like, just tell me where to sit, tell me where to be, tell me how to dress, and then let me just do that, and then, okay, I'll I'll go ahead and get salvation. You know, and I feel like there's a lot of Christians out there, when they die and they meet God, they'll probably say, oh, so you are real. You know what I mean? Like, this whole time, their faith was, you know, all very surface-level. It was
0: fake. The Christians are as mean and evil and divisive and... Cold-hearted as the non-Christians are. As, as the LGBTQ people are. The Christians are no different than them. They're the same. Otherwise, they would be fighting. There would be no war between them or anyone. They would be mad at uh, no one. You want to be that way? Okay, that's not who you are. But if you want to be that, I'm not going to judge you for it. I wish you well. But they won't do that. They'll go to war. I'm really stunned at the war between the Jews and the Christians. I never imagined that, over in Israel, especially in Israel, but they fight no religion. So I hear.
1: I, I missed the uh, the session, but you had a biblical question where it's like, why do you get involved in your problems? You know, it's just like, why aren't you letting God take care of it? That's you know right. What you're saying, why are we going to get so heated up and, and, and participate <coughs> in all this when it's like, hey, you know, let's, let's let's let the Master of the Universe handle this?
0: Absolutely. You know what I mean? Isn't that amazing? Absolutely. And why do you take sides? People take sides. And they're not even involved in the issue at all. And it doesn't have anything to do with them. And they'll take a side, just like that. Th- because they're not thinking, well, why should I take sides? It not nothing to do with me. I wish them both well. I wish everybody well. Anyway, Nick, and then I, gotta, I see Frank in hand and here. Uh, you have friends, Nick?
11: Sure, yes. I
0: do. You got like the Anchor Baby Weakness show now? You like you like a lesson? lesson was like, yeah. <laughs> she has. Like, um She better. <laughs> ooh. But you were saying, go ahead. He said, I'm kidding. Don't yell at me later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, you have friends? Yeah. And how many? Not sure. But a bunch.
11: More than one. Sure. And what is a friend? Honestly, a friend is like a friend is just someone that you like and they like you. That's, that's honestly how I see people treat that word. That's how I've treated that word. That's how, and that's how they ultimately truly behave. Ultimately it's just someone they like and they like them and the other and person likes them And why do they back. like you and you like them? Some, some interpretation in their mind I've come to realize. That, uh, or they're getting something. Like oh. Um, Who do you get from your friends? Uh, I would get just a sense of uh, camaraderie, uh, or we're just having fun. You said what? A sense of camaraderie, or we're just having fun. What's camaraderie? Like feeling like you have friends. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You look around, you wonder why they're laughing. <laughs> Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) And what's a feeling like you have a friend or friends feel like? Um, It feels like you got someone. (laughs) People like you. That's what it is, really. Is it the same feeling that you get with your girlfriend too? Yeah. And so, is your
11: girlfriend your girlfriend or your friend? Um, I'm not sure. I don't really think like that, though. She perked up. She's paying attention. Huh? She's paying attention. No, because I'm saying that's how I've treated that word, but I don't really treat it like that. Honestly, like, what I'm trying to say here is that people just, they're just friends because you like that person, and you like them because they said something smart, or you, or it just feels fun in the moment, you guys have fun. Honestly, when my friends, they like, lie to me, they like, tell me I'm great, or they'll tell me, you know what I'm saying? Like, Would they lie to you if you told them the truth about yourself? Say say again. You said they like you? No, they lie to me. Oh they lie to yeah. you? Yeah. My friends lie, my friends are like you're <laughs> great, you're like this. And that's how people are. And so And you don't mind them lying to you? <laughs> I see them doing that and I know and I realize how false friendship is. Oh okay. Yeah, is what I'm trying to say here. Amazing. And so but I see them doing that and I don't really care. I realize that I'm I'm not really their friend. That I just I just don't judge them, that's all. Okay. I'm not really trying to be anyone's friend. Because nice. I know it's false, but anyways. Okay,
0: let me tell you, Francisco, did I come here, here? Yes, sir, you had your hand. <coughs>
2: no, I used to have a lot of friends, work. Speak up, see from chest. Yes, yeah, so a lot of friends, and, and so. That might not on, right? So, you know, I come from a place, uh, grew up with friends, to me, a friend was uh, somebody I went to school with, somebody who likes to play uh, the same games that I play in, somebody in the same sport. It was pretty much everything. I go to work, those are my friends over there. Go to school, go to church, those are my friends. And you know what I've come to understand is uh, none of them were friendly, my friends. I had built a world up uh, about certain people that, that, they, that impressed me and so, uh, I was like a 85% friend to them, and they were like a 10% friend to me. Uh, I would call them, they would never call me. And, uh, and so, um, you know, when something went down the <laughs> I stress. I don't
0: call you no more, you don't call me.
2: But, uh, even uh, even uh, a, a you know, girlfriend, past girlfriend of mine, I realized that, uh, uh, that I liked them, but I only liked them because I liked the way they look and I like to use them, but I didn't really like them I, and I, that's what <laughs> I liked about them, and so I wasn't even a friend and they, they were a friend to me and and so uh they were trying to get something for me to to kind of use me and, and so a friend is what in short uh so that was that definition before, and you know what I realize is Uh, there's kind of no such thing as friends. People aren't friends, you know. I kind of look at it uh, like Christ's example. His 12 apostle friends, they all abandoned him. He knew they would, and one betrayed him. So uh, in real life, your friend's going to do that. And that's one thing that recently happened to me is uh, I had a close friend that I made angry and then they told me the truth about myself. They told some things about me that was painful. And I was like, oh my god, they've been holding it all this time. It's not until they hated me that they told me the truth. So my friends lied to me, just like the man said over there. And
0: do you lie to your friends?
2: Yeah, yes. Amazing. And so it wasn't until that time that I realized that's, that person's been lying to me. And that, that's, they're not my friends. Sometimes your enemies are your friends, because their enemies will tell the truth. They'll tell you because they're trying to hurt you. So they'll mix a lie and the truth just like the devil. But sometimes, I mean, you should listen to your enemies because they're not afraid and they're not trying to sugarcoat something like your friends. Your
0: enemies are your enemies and your friends are your enemy.
2: Keep your, keep your enemies, your friends close and your enemies closer.
0: And why is that?
2: Because you want to keep
0: the devil close to you.
2: Well. <laughs> what the? It's a, it,
0: Who it's made it's up a saying. that saying?
2: It's a saying <laughs> I heard somewhere. In <laughs> I've heard
0: that before, too. Yes, ma'am. Oh, um, I did see your hand, right? Yeah. Okay.
9: I, um, Nick said something. He said something about um, that uh, his friends lie to him. And I'm paraphrasing, but at the very end he said something about like, but I'm not really their friend or they're not really my friend.
0: He's on oh. the cell phone right now
9: yeah, I saw that
0: <laughs> she was talking to you
5: um,
9: so that makes me wonder you know and i 've thought this too about my own friends that 's why I was saying it is a it 's like a relationship between people right and and also going to what Rochelle was saying about chat also adding to what Rochelle was saying about not having expectations that when you 're young, you have a ton of friends because yeah. it 's like what you You know, you enjoy doing things with them, you have fun. And as you get older, the relationship changes, and your needs change, and certain things happen in the moment that will define the friendship. Like someone who maybe you didn't see as a friend will become your friend because, you know, life will happen. And maybe people that you saw as your friends will scatter, and this person that you barely knew will step up and show up in your life. And um, I don't really know where I'm going with this, except just that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're going to friendhood.
9: I mean, just, I mean, but it's important to have friends because we are, I believe, that we are meant to be in community, we are meant to grow together, and just as how. I can point the finger and say, oh, you know, this person has been lying to me. At the same time, you know, I've been doing, I've been lying to them too, but it's, I I don't believe that it's like because of something evil. Like it's not because I want them to suffer and die. It's like there is a part of us that um, the truth can be very overwhelming.
0: It can be very overwhelming? Over-
9: yes, very and so that's why you
0: lie to them and they lie to you?
9: I don't know if that's the exact reason, but I would say that's one of the reasons.
0: Oh. What, how is the truth overwhelming?
9: Okay, for example, if I have a friend and they've spent their whole life um, trying to be a, I don't know, a dancer, but they're just, maybe their rhythm is a little off, <laughs> and they've spent like a long time and sacrificed a lot right it would be you know for me to like shatter their dreams and say hey you can't dance Um, nobody really wants to be that person that's why you have someone like Simon Cowell who will say it (laughs) Or maybe and even so you. And so it would be hard
0: for you tell, Out they spend their whole life trying to dance, yeah. be a dancer, yeah. and you can see that they can't dance anyway, right? Right. And so rather than just telling telling your friend, you can't dance, you better <laughs> go pick cotton or something, right? <laughs> You'll let them spend the rest of their life trying to dance.
9: Uh, I would say there's something about that relationship where they might... Be able to receive it, and they might not.
0: Right, but you wouldn't tell them they can't dance because it would be too hard for them to handle.
9: I don't. I mean, I've said certain things like that before, and um, I would say that the people that I'm still friends with, they were able to accept that, and what they do with that information is completely up to them. But and you wouldn't that tell don't.
0: them if they can handle it.
9: I mean, I I have said things like that before. And the person can handle it. Yeah.
0: And and you feel bad.
9: I w- I feel bad that the relationship is. Uh, Speak up for me. I feel bad that the relationship is not there.
0: Oh, so you told your friend or two that she, she couldn't dance, she or he couldn't dance, in in a relationship you felt you feel bad about that. Yeah. Uh, and why?
9: Because I mean, my, my heart, like my heart, my spirit, I like having relationships with people.
0: Oh, I see. And why?
9: Because I, 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 you know, I've said this before, but I don't believe that we are meant to be alone. And why not? Because if God wanted us to be alone, He would have just made Adam and stopped right there.
0: <laughs> oh, OK. So you think God made Eve so we wouldn't have to be alone?
9: I mean, he says it. In the, it's there in Genesis. That? He said it's not good for a man to be so alone. He made the woman so that
0: the man won't be alone? Yeah. Oh. And that means what to you?
9: I mean, it's just very simple. It's just not good for us to be alone.
0: So how come it's not working if it's not meant for us to be alone? Why being all together is not working? I think uh-huh. it is working. It is working. Yeah. Where?
9: Because if it wasn't working, we wouldn't be here.
0: What, what does that mean? You want to be on Earth?
9: Yeah, like.
0: What's you prove that it's working?
9: I mean, people forgive all the time. Oh. I mean, I do. I when think you're you're you do people, too. you're
0: not people, you're a person.
9: But well, okay, have you forgiven? Yes. I mean, there's pe- so that's two. So that's two people. <laughs>
0: and we are not alone. <laughs> so two people. Most people, ninety nine point nine 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 point nine. Not all. Not all. Not all. Yeah. But ninety nine point nine 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 people don't forgive. Yes. It's hard to find a person that has truly forgiven.
9: Forgiveness is hard. It is I'm not saying it's easy.
0: It's hard to forgive. It. It can be. Why? Forgiveness is the easiest thing in the world to do. It is the easiest thing to do.
9: Why do you say it's hard? Because you have to humble yourself. You have to... For me, it's like, you know, the, the Bible doesn't use the word apologize, but it does say repent. So I have to admit my role in the situation. And that's not always easy because we don't always see our role in the situation. Oh,
0: okay. You don't see that you have unforgiveness in your heart.
9: Um, I would say I don't always see my hand in the result. And, and
0: that is because you're blinded by your unforgiveness?
9: Or pride. I'm sorry? Pride.
0: And what is pride?
9: Like a lack of God.
0: Pride is a lack of God? Yeah. Oh, okay. Interesting. I know exactly what you mean. I know everybody think that way. They think that way. So I understand what you're saying. But I don't agree with it. Why not? God God didn't make us so that we would be alone to fight with one another. God created us so that through us he can create love.
9: But I don't think everybody's fighting, though.
0: Have you ever met anyone that's not? Other than me and you. Or you and I. (laughs)
9: <laughs> what's I don't know what's grammatically. Is it
0: me and you, or you and I? I'm not sure either. Oh. I think
9: it's me. I think it's me. Uh, you and me. You yeah. and me. Yeah, you and me. <laughs> you and me. All the people. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. you and me.
0: right. So you never met anyone that's not fighting.
9: But again, it you know it, it's like a moment to moment.
0: Like, oh. Like, but you don't believe you can live a moment-to-moment peace without the fight, period?
9: I mean, we're going down a huge rabbit hole right now. I definitely have certain. I respect so much of what you say, but there are certain beliefs that are different.
0: So just what?
9: There are certain beliefs that I have that are different. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I. I i understand I, I really appreciate like what i've learned from you
0: right on no you could disagree with me i don't mind at all yeah. really we're not going to fight like they're doing in israel with the jews right now <laughs> i mean with the christians right now <laughs> Oh
1: God.
0: And, and and everybody out fighting over abortion the abortion people that want abortion are fighting the abortion people the anti-abortion people if you don't want to kill your baby don't kill your baby if they want to kill their babies, let them kill their babies. Just think about this. God is not stopping anyone from killing the, the man's child in the womb, is he? No. Anybody know of God stopping someone from killing him? And so why do we as Christians go out and protest and try to stop other people from killing the man's children? I've never seen God with a picket sign. I've never seen him at the U.S. Supreme Court House. He, he, why do we do it if he's not doing it? If he let you kill the baby, why don't we let it happen? Isn't that a good question? Why do we feel so obligated that we got to stop this man and woman or this woman from killing the man's child? Keep your own baby and live your life. He you want to tell me why we pray. but I understand that. Should we be trying to stop women from killing the man's children in their wombs?
9: I do believe it's good to stand up for what you believe in, to voice your belief.
0: But should you be out there trying to stop other women from doing it?
9: Oh my gosh, I, I honestly, that's... Okay, from personal experience, I have seen people stop somebody from having an abortion, and I'm grateful for that.
0: And should they have, and why are you grateful for, let me go back, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, because I'm I'm looking at the clock, but why are you grateful that somebody else did not kill their child in the womb? Why are you grateful for it?
9: Because I know these people. I'm sorry? Because I know these people, and I'm grateful that this child was born.
0: But the cow is going to catch hell now from the woman that didn't kill it.
9: Wait, say that again?
0: <laughs> now the child is here on earth, right? Why yes. are you grateful? Yes. The child at home catching hell from mama.
9: Uh. He's but mama
0: doing didn't right. want it nowhere.
9: No, she learned to love that baby. I'm sorry? She learned to love that baby.
0: Uh, yeah, you can't learn to love.
9: Honestly, I mean.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I understand, but yeah. should, a, should a non-Christian be trying to stop a Christian from being a Christian?
9: Well, I need to write that one down. I can't follow <laughs> this question.
0: You know but, how people hate Christianity, right? Yeah. So they're trying to stop Christianity.
9: Right. The
0: haters of Christianity, should they be trying to stop Christianity?
9: I mean, they have, they have the right to do whatever they want to do. And so why don't that woman
0: have the right to kill the baby then?
9: She does have that right.
0: Well, why try to stop it all? Uh, I'm just trying to get you to think. I know we're going down a rabbit hole. Yeah.
9: Where? Well, okay, here's the thing. Here, here's the thing, though, is when you ask that question, it is kind of theoretical. And I'm giving you, like, a real life, my personal experience. So maybe for somebody else, they should be able to have their abortion, and I'm going to stay out of it. Right. But I'm just... Speaking from personal experience, and I'm grateful that that baby was born, and I'm okay. grateful that those people stopped the abortion. Oh, right on. So that's all.
0: That makes sense. Yeah. Nice.
9: Thanks for hearing uh, that.
0: Um, let me. I saw his hand first, right, and then I come to you, then, uh,
1: and then here. Yes. That was quite the checkmate that you just said. I've actually never heard that counter argument before where you said should non-Christians be able to tell Christians not to believe in Christianity? Everybody fighting everybody. Yeah, that's a pretty, uh, that's interesting when you look at it from that way. Now, Just think about it. right. The Christians try to stop
0: the the baby killers from killing the babies, right? They're mad at the baby killers for killing the babies, like Mm -hmm. their baby. And then the baby killers mad at the Christians because the Christians try to impose their Christianity on them. Like, they have a right to be mad at them. Everybody fighting everybody. Nobody stop and say, Hey, why are we having this war? What's going on here? Why is this happening? Because in reality, if we truly be been born of the Father, there would be no war. Period. No fights. No wars. No disagreements. No agreements. It would just be.
1: Right, because then you wouldn't have that spirit, and that's sort of influencing you. Absolutely. And and, and what's interesting is, is, that, is that's why I raised my hand was, you know, I've always kind of believed that, like, hey, you know, you shouldn't drink. Like, the people in power now are saying, hey, just go ahead and get drunk at, like, 13. You know, just go ahead and destroy your life. And obviously Christians are saying, like, hey, don't do that... <coughs> We should have laws against that and this and that but then it's kind of like but wait so we're basically playing their game but we're gonna turn it up where it's like hey which i understand because practically speaking this kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier is that authoritarianism power is real like it it exists like we're on the jlp church show not the community church show we're on yours you know what i mean and so i'm i was like man then you think about laws like if you look at the history of why we have certain laws in this country is because everyone all the founding fathers were christian you know, like if we were killing each other left and right, and if it was legal, you wouldn't have technically a society. We'd, we'd have the society of the people who are coming over from our southern border, right? <laughs> They're not sending their best. Amazing. But, but, but the point is, 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 <laughs> is, is, it's interesting that you bring this counter-argument up of just letting them do it, because if it's, it's almost a My
0: thing is, the devil is in the detail. He's driving both sides. Yeah. He's driving both sides. We're not in control. And a human being won't pause to see that. They'll go through a whole lifetime thinking that they can dance. And nobody tell them they can't dance. And so they can't see. They're not going to stop and say, can I really dance? Like I know I can't sing. But I do it anyway. Oh, now I can. But I do it anyway. And and I I already know I can't. So I don't need myself someone to tell me I can't. But I just like doing it, right? For whatever reason. But nobody look at themselves to know that. Human beings are not. You got to start thinking. We used to think in America. We were individuals. And as a result of being individual, we thought about self. Not somebody else. But about what's driving me. Like Paul said in the Bible. Paul was a thinker about what's happening with him. Why am I doing this? Why am I killing the Christians? Uh, Why... Why can't I do what I know is right to do, and why do I do what I know is wrong to do, and I don't want to do it? People don't question themselves anymore, and they blame everybody else for their action. And nobody has anything to do with your actions at all. Not one. Right. Now yeah. you can't blame not one other human being for your action. They did not make you feel that way.
1: I've always heard people say, well, hey, if, you know, if I was 14 years old and somebody would have told me not to do this, I wouldn't have done it. But, they uh, lie. But I think, yeah, I think if you were back if to back Because your future, parents tell you
0: don't, don't do this, you still go and do it. So they're lying about that.
1: Right. And But I think to answer your question, you know, should we fight the culture war in the sense of you don't have the right to do this. Well, I think that's kind of what we're talking about. You know, you just brought up, well, America used to think and be individuals. And I think we should facilitate a a society that that perpetuates that. Like like we're, 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 we're having delayed gratification because, you know, we're not just going to splurge and do whatever we want. We could wait and we see a bigger picture. You know I'm saying? we wouldn't have made it this far as far as talking about, like, think about it. They were built, like, the people who built the Empire State Building don't, no longer ex- exist. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, diversity is killing people. Like, the airliners are like, hey, let's get everyone who's not qualified to be airplane. Like, it, it's, it's getting bad. Yeah. I and mean? so I think we should fight the culture war, but I totally understand what you mean by just fighting really for no reason like you can And why
0: should it. we fight it?
1: Well, I, well what you were just saying as far as people used to be individuals and we used to uh, b- back when you were probably my age, you know, the America that you knew, the California that you saw, all those things. Right. Well, how were they there and how do we get that back? Yeah. But what's interesting uh, and this is the last call I was yes, say.
0: Yes, I got to move on.
1: Sure. I was going to say that no matter what it's already predicted in the book of Revelations how bad it's really gonna get. So as much as we're gonna wanna fight for like this utopian society, like we're gonna have to wait until things get really, really bad anyway.
0: Amazing.
1: You know what I mean? But.
0: Thank you, absolutely. Um, Frankie and then Doug and Raymond. And then here, I gotta come back here, I forgot.
2: Yes. So what I realize about uh, friends, it's the same kind of thing uh, with family. I got family that's uh, jealous of me, that hates me my blood, known them, my family my whole life. Uh, I've had the same situations, girlfriends, the girlfriends now, she treats me differently, but still lies to me. And my friends that are married, uh, <laughs> the biggest lesson- And stays,
0: I, you stay with her or did you dump her? Uh,
2: well, in the past, I've, I've, done, I've had girlfriends like that. How about the one that
0: lied to you now? You stay with her or you, or you, or you dumped her?
2: i uh, still with him, yeah.
0: You must love lies then. You love to be Men lied to? love them.
2: lies, That's You love right. lies? Yes. Well then,
0: what do you complain about then? I'm not complaining, I'm He found out that this is gonna to him and he still say, you deserve what you get.
2: I like pain, so. And the whole of sin is to overcome it, not stay in it. And so I, I talked to a couple of my friends who've been married and the, the closest friend in their lives was, uh, you know, the, the wife and kids and things. Um, the most destructive person in their entire life uh, was their, their ex-wife. And so sometimes I hear about it because, you know, I've not been married and I, I used to think about that and, oh, man. Um, anything you kind of grab onto like that is false. Uh, friendship and make a big thing of friendship. Make uh, a lot right of And, you know, marriage and all those things, those are all lies uh, in a way. So, what is it like seeing that you were the person
0: that lied to you and now is an enemy and you stay? It's what, interesting.
2: What's that it like? It's, it's interesting. You can see. No, I'm it, just talking about for you. What's it I mean, like knowing that, that, that now and you still stay with her? So, the, at, at the time, I was shocked. And that a day later, I was so happy.
0: Oh, so see like happy. I'm
2: so happy. Let me stay with the devil. I was so happy because I saw the truth. I saw the real face.
0: But like what Raymond was saying, now that you see the truth, why not overcome the lie
2: and move on with your life? I overcame because I I what I was thinking was not true and I heard the truth, so it kind of freed me a little bit. It but not from her. Me. Uh no.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, thanks. Um Right here, and then Raymond, and then Sean, oh, and here, and then we gotta start winding down. So you have a friend or friends? No. You have no friends? No. You ain't got nobody to play with? Nope. Really? (laughs)
9: Yeah.
0: (laughs) What? Uh, uh, And why don't you have? All your life you never had friends?
9: Yeah, pretty much.
0: You had friends before?
9: I, I always, I think out of selfish selfishness, I didn't have friends. Because in my view of it, I kind of always preferred my own company. Oh, and yeah. I didn't really feel the need <laughs> to have anybody. It, Ooh. I... Sorry,
0: Nick.
9: Sorry, Nick. Nick um,
0: thought you needed him.
9: <laughs> it's... Um, I think that's what it is. It's a little bit of selfishness. It's, it's me looking at it and, and kind of understanding that there is some sort of, like, false stuff that's going on. I can, of course, be friendly with people that's not an issue. I can right. be friendly with anybody. But, yeah. but I don't feel the need to have friends. So ever since I was little, I was always kind of just by myself. Amazing. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Nice. Yes, sir. And then I'm going to move faster, folks. And I am looking at the clock here. Uh, you have friends? I used to. And you don't have any now? I don't think so. Uh, And what is a friend?
8: Well, I think when I was young the friend was kind of like what everybody said that that person that you get along with and you do things with and But I think as a young person. It's a little more pure than you know, it's you know, two little two little kids can fight over a car and five minutes later, they're best of friends again. So it's kind of, it's like they don't hold anything against each other, except for maybe in that moment. <laughs> and they deal with it, and it's over. But that, but as you grow, you know, once you get into your, a little older, things aren't that way, and people really aren't real, to be trusted, so.
0: And so what changed once you get to that point? Where as a little That's kid, a you were innocent to it. What changed and made you not see it the same way?
8: That's a good question. Anger, I'd have to assume, for for me. Probably not assuming for me.
0: Is uh, anger is what made the change when you are growing away from a child? That's what made the different in friendships? Or with friendships? I would have to say that, yeah. Amazing. Um, and are you a friend? No, you're not a friend, and there are no friends
8: i don't I don't think so. I mean like I was watching <laughs> how
0: come Hassan laughing at you because
8: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he's been the peanut choir um, <laughs> peanut gallery um i was you know Frankie kind of mentioned that, and i I've heard that before, like where jesus his his disciples um turned on him. And I heard that before, but I didn't really kind of know what that meant necessarily and Then I started watching that chosen show, and I kind of saw that Jesus was amongst them, and they lived together and they traveled together, but he was separated from them in a way yep. he- ke- He kept himself separated in a way so I kind of I kind of wonder like. The whole friendship thing anyway because he saw what he saw about them and maybe to some degree I guess he's, he said it um, to some degree he knew it was going to happen and well,
0: what it was uh, Jesus knew that Judas had all of those guys had anger and he knew that anyone with anger cannot be trusted because anger is the nature of the devil and it'll turn just like that. And he knew it, so that's why when he said, Judas, Judas tried to ask all like he was was like, Judas, go and do what you gotta do. He already knew he was gonna turn on him, And so that's why he's telling us that anyone that has anger, iota of anger, know that they're gonna turn on you. I don't care who it is, they will turn, that's your enemy. He's given us a way to identify our enemies But y'all won't see it that way. Some of you you here will because you know better now. But just know if they have anger, they will turn. They will become Judas. Don't fool yourself. And if you just want to play with them and stuff, hang out a little bit, don't tell them your business. Don't don't go personal with them because they will turn on you. The moment you say you can't dance is over. That's a good analogy. The moment you tell Judith that he cannot dance, is over. Okay, how many parties he been to with you? How many under the tables, he meals he had at your house? How many times you rode in your car to the park, to the beach, and got a tan the way hate did yesterday? Anybody with anger is your enemy, not your friend. Just think about it. You ain't got to act it out. You don't have to. You don't have to tell them that you know it. You just need to know it, and it'll put a space between the two of you, where you don't set yourself up to be hurt by them. And you can always tell, weak, scary people, because they're gonna always find other devils to join forces with. They will always find a group of devils because the devil is a coward and the devil cannot hang along. The devil needs other devils to hang out with so they can approve him as a devil. And he approving them as a devil. That's why we don't have individuals anymore. They love the group because they uh, represented the devil. Amazing, huh? Let me just finish here then. I got to take here and here then I'll come back. Oh, both of you guys. Yes, sir. go
8: ahead. I, I think that's all I got.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, let me go here, and then Raymond, and, 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 and then here, and then right here. <laughs> and then i got to wind it down. Yes, sir.
4: So can I get some clarification? Um, I've been watching you nonstop for about four or five years. I've done the silent prayer every morning and every night for at least the last two years. Took a little while to get there, but right. I got there. Better late than never. Right. Um, today, you've mentioned about um, identities, and um, halfway through the church, you also mentioned how we like to blame others for things that are going on within ourselves. Yes. And I've also heard you mention <clears throat> on your show quite often that we need shame. There's not enough shame in this country. So, how do you go about feeling shame and blame yourself without? hurting yourself or feeling like you're the failure. Does That's that a good sense?
0: question. Is it, will you, you can hold on to the mic Will you see yourself, like what Raymond said, will you see that whatever you did wasn't you? That it was a spirit of anger that made a home and you thought it was you? You, you see that it wasn't you and you can't believe that you gave into that. And you gave into it because you didn't know it wasn't you. But then in that very same moment, don't judge yourself. Because it's not even you judging you for what you did. It's enough to see it, and, it, and seeing it, shame is not like making yourself feel a certain way. Right. Shame is seeing that something else is driving you and made you do crazy things, right? And once you see it, say you're gonna try to make you judge yourself for it. just know that's not even you judging yourself.
4: I think that's why we blame Others so much because we don't want to look within ourselves. Because Absolutely, the first thing we'll do is we'll start judging yep. ourselves. Yeah, and it's a fine line to take ownership of what you did, but not beat yourself up over it.
0: But you won't even take ownership because you didn't do it. Do it
4: right.
0: Be- because when you take ownership, you're still saying you did it.
4: But isn't that what like blaming yourself would be doing? Is taking ownership? Like, yeah. For you example. Um, just say like an alcoholic saying, you know, <clears throat> oh my family drink, my friends drink, so that's why I drink. So yep. Looking at them, self-blaming themselves, but the alcoholic wouldn't say I'm an alcoholic because that's an identity that's not them, correct?
0: Right. Well, if if the alcohol is an alcoholic and he's blind, he's going to blame himself. He's going to call himself a and an, uh, uh, an uh, alcoholic, and then. Because we are justified and condemned Bible words, whatever we say is what we'll become. And so he's just going to start seeing himself as an alcoholic, not seeing that he's got some other issues going on, and that's causing him to drink because he doesn't want to face the issues. He wants to escape, not knowing that he's being influenced by evil. So he'll call himself that, and he will become that because so is a man thinking so as he is.
4: I think it's just... um Going on the alcoholic subject of blaming yourself like, oh it's not them, it's me. I'm it, the one with the issue.
0: It's not then, even that your parents did it either. Right. If your daddy was a drunk, and you become a drunk, it wasn't because your daddy was a drunk. It was because you hated your daddy for being a drunk, because mama hated your daddy for being a drunk, and you become like what you hate. That makes sense. Whatever makes you angry. It's not your daddy's fault. It had nothing to do with your genes. It had nothing to do with any of that. It had everything to do with judgment.
8: Mm-hmm.
0: If you saw your father drink drunk while growing up, and your mother never said anything about it, and, and you just saw, saw that he drank, you would never have a problem with alcohol because you never judged him. Sure. That would be his issue and not yours. But the world would tell you, oh, I'm an alcoholic because my mama was an alcoholic, my daddy was an alcoholic. They're lying to you.
4: So taking ownership, though, isn't necessarily because I'm trying to get over the blaming, not blaming others and blaming yourself. I'm sorry? I'm trying to get over the not blaming others and blaming yourself.
0: You want to get over not blaming others
4: but blaming yourself? Well, as far as just the subject goes, um, You're talking about identities, right? Right. So, if you blame yourself for what's going on within you, isn't that identifying with it?
0: Right, because who is the self that you're blaming?
4: The not me. (laughs) The what? The not me.
0: And so how can you blame the not you as yourself though? There is no self to blame. And who is the self that's blaming the self?
4: I was just going off what you said earlier about we need to stop blaming others and look within ourselves. Right.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. But when you look within yourself, you're seeing that it's not you. Got it. And then by seeing that it's not you, you're going to see in others that it's not them.
4: But we normally do want to see that it's us because we pity ourselves or for whatever other reason.
0: You wanna see that as you because you don't know that it's not you. If you knew it was not you, you don't wanna see that as you because it's not you. There's no you to see. Mm. So there's never any blame because you see it coming from the spirit of evil that you thought was you at one time. And so you see that it's not you, there's you just see it without having to form a blame or anything. Oh, when you don't realize, and you might realize this now, that seeing it all you have to do, and you don't have to put anything to that, you don't have to add anything unto it. All you need to do is just see it. It need, once it's revealed because there's an intellectual sin too that doesn't work. but when the Spirit of God allows you to see it. There's nothing you do. You don't need to title it, identify with it, blame it. You just see it and the light take care of the darkness. That makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You just need to stay out of it.
4: Because it's the devil that's telling you. I think you. it's the intellect like what you were saying. I'm intellectually trying to make sense of it.
0: Right. He white. And, the in, <laughs> he white. and the intellect is of the, your father the devil. Right. The intellect is not of God. The intellect is there for you to get knowledge, but not for you to hold on to it. Let the knowledge go and wisdom will come.
4: And that's why the silent prayer helps. Yes. I'm to do it more this week because Satan's working overtime. So.
0: Yeah. Because he's going to get worse as you wake up and see him. You haven't seen the pain yet of the devil.
4: Oh, I've seen it this week. Oh, yeah. I, I was going through what this gentleman did where I loved being lied to and I let go from it. uh uh-huh. And the devil's just in my mind all week.
0: So your, a woman lied to
4: you and you found out? hmm And then you let her go? Well, I didn't find out. I, I knew she was. I just didn't want to let her go. But I knew it was what was best for me. Oh. And you let her go. You felt pain from it? And I also let my family go because they didn't really support my decision coming down here. So I let them all go. Right. So Satan's been working overtime this week to and- try and convince me that the decisions that I'm making aren't the ones that are right, or... Well, at
0: least one man got sense enough to walk away from the devil when you see it.
4: It was tough. And
0: why was it tough?
4: Because usually I have, like, homies, friends, and um, <clears throat> over the years, that I thought that they were going to be my friends for a long time. Right. I always had them. Yeah. When my family wasn't there for me or my girlfriend had problems or whatever, I always had my homies, and just over the years, they either got married and then just... <laughs> stuck with their wife and they barely reached out or um, there was altercations where um, one, one of my friends of 12 years and he just recently like got drunk and threw alcohol across the room and started yelling at everybody and I was like I don't want to be friends with this kind of person. So like when you think that people are there for you, your family, your girlfriend, your friends, and then years pass by and you just notice that things fall apart, you just gotta let go.
0: Right. First of all and just to add to what you're saying, nobody has ever been there for you. It's all been an illusion. Yeah. And if they were there for you, there was nothing they can do for you anyway. I'm
4: starting to realize
0: that. Yeah. Even if they're there, it's just another human being there. Yeah. They can't solve your issues, the spiritual issues that you're having. Oh, hold the mic to the mouth. Okay. They can't solve the spiritual issue spiritual issue that mm-hmm. you have. Nobody or nothing can do anything about that. So they weren't there. They may have been hanging out with you, but that's about it.
4: That's... And,
0: and in I your mind, you were calling it something else.
4: They were just there. It, right. And I, I look back, and I was like, we had fun together. But what was the fun? They, they were trying to escape their problems. I was trying to escape my problems. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, so I, I got to move real fast. For sure. Um, Sean, let me talk to Sean first. And so Sean went on with the trip on me, and he sat next to it. don't say her name or anything like that. But he had an amazing conversation. Something that I was suggest that when you meet people, don't judge them, don't get angry, but you got to put the truth out there, and you'll be surprised at they'll hear the truth because they never heard it before, and they were they made a whatever, in front of you, but at least without judgment, you told the truth to the person. But he had an interesting conversation with someone on the airplane.
3: Yeah, it was was really amazing. Four-hour talk. Four hours and ten minutes from here to Washington, (laughs) D.C. We talked the whole time. And within the first ten minutes, you know, obviously, I'm more on the conservative side. She was very, from L.A., very liberal, progressive. And one of the first things we said to each other, well, one thing we can agree on is that we're probably not going to agree on anything. You know, and throughout the rest of the, talk it got very deep in some um areas and we did end up coming around and agreeing on a lot of things and it was surprising but it was such a relief to talk to somebody on the opposite end of the political spectrum who at least will have a conversation and (sighs) want to talk about it as opposed to just getting angry but once one part that really stood out um i said you know if if you ever um get married are you going to obey Your husband and she's like obey really isn't a word that's in my vocabulary (laughs) at all, and um, I was trying to suggest to her that um, it's not going to work if that's if that's going to be the case. It's just not going to work. And she said, well, you know, if we have a financial issue, let's let's say, you know, if we have a financial decision to make, and I happen to have a degree in finance or something like that, and I have more experience. And I should be the one making the decisions. And I said, well, so you want to, you know, compare resumes with your, with your husband? You know, if there's a decision to make, you want to have that discussion and compare resumes? And she sort of started to, to come around to it. But um, yeah, it was, a great, it was a great discussion.
0: And he talked to her about she hate her mother, she is angry. And she, she admitted, right, that she was angry at her mother?
3: Yeah, she said she had a temper. Her mom was sitting right next to us, actually. <laughs> um but she she had a she said that she had a temper, and she said she got angry in certain situations um that had nothing to do with her with her mother. She said, you know well I get angry when I see someone getting bullied or and i and I tried to suggest to her that you know it wasn't the situation that was calling that was causing that it starts in the home and it yeah. starts with a relationship with her with her mother um yeah,
0: another interesting point about that is that She had made a decision about him already because he was a conservative Christian. And when they were going into the conversation, based on what Sean said, she would just assume because he was a conservative, he was going to respond as conservative Christians do. They all have the same language, right? And she just assumed that he was going to respond in the same way, but he didn't. And she was surprised by that.
3: Right, she kept saying, well, I knew, I knew you were going to say that, I knew you were going to say that, but, you know, four hours later, I think, um, you know, she might have been surprised, that, you know, at least in some, in some ways, you know, she had a lot of assumptions.
0: A woman with degrees, an environmentalist, really into that stuff, right? But because he stayed non-judgmental, non-judgmental as, as truth came, he gave it to her, she got something to think about now that she had never thought about before. You don't have to be out protesting and holding signs and fighting somebody to trying to make them be. The light of the Father would do it for you. Just like uh, Doug mentioned Christ in that movie, uh, was it in that movie? Chosen. Chosen. Christ wasn't out carrying picket signs, he didn't identify with the group. He was the light of the world, and he just lived his life, and people saw. When they asked, he told them, and they saw. He didn't try to make anyone change. He didn't get mad at them if they wouldn't change. He didn't judge them for not changing. He didn't feel bad if they didn't change or agree or disagree. He just walked the earth as the light. And as children, sons and daughters of God, we must become that way too. Everybody have a right to stay in their hell and you are wrong for judging them for it. You're worshiping the devil. And you shouldn't be feeling anything about it if the women killed, one woman killed 10 babies, oh, she killed 10 babies. Oh, that's amazing. God's not going to stop her for ten, killing the 10 babies. Why should I be mad about it or feel anything about it? You know what I mean? Anybody disagree with that? Anything else, Sean?
3: Um, no, no, we can move
0: on. Okay, let me take Hassan and then Frankie and then I got to want the time is already gone. Yes,
7: that's right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because it's sort of like the uh, what separates us from God. The build- Yeah, let's <laughs> do that. What's the one thing that separates you from God? Well, it's funny because it's very similar to the friend's conversation and like you just said, the illusion of the friend. The illusion is what separates us kind of from God. The the expectations, the uh, scared to be honest with the friend, the judging of the friend when you are honest and they don't take heed to it, <laughs> and all this stuff. So, yeah.
0: It's funny. I was. Uh, I did an interview while I was away too, besides other thing, and this person really nice guy, but he have a lot of black friends, well known friends, and a lot of black friends. So. So I asked him, we were going on and on, and I asked him, what's wrong with the blacks? And he was like stunned. And he was like, I can't say. Right, something like, I can't say? And they said, well, he won't say it because they, he made you get ghost or something. Yeah,
3: He, he said, uh, we don't need another white person speaking for, for the blacks. Oh,
0: yeah. We don't need another white person speaking for the blacks. I said, uh-uh, that's not it. <laughs> It was so much it was fun. You'll see that today on, the, on his show, by the way. But um, but I said, no, the truth is not of color. The truth is not of us. The truth is from God. And if you know the truth, you should love the blacks enough to tell them, hey, you need to forgive. whatever mean, You need to forgive. You need to drop your anger. It's not me. I'm not your problem. But if you say, well, I'm not, I'm not black. I can't tell blacks what to do. Uh, what you really say, I don't love them. I don't love them. Because if you don't love all, you love none. You love none if you don't love all. And so I'm saying that because we got to get away from this idea that Christ does not care what color you are. were. The truth is for all who will receive it. It doesn't matter. All who will receive, because it's not about. It's a spirit. It's not even about color, male or female, anything like that. Real fast. Did I see your hair, oh, Raymond? Did I ever come to you? No. Oh Lord. Real fast and short. Frankie here and and then. Whether we do Raymond out of Francisco or then here. Okay.
2: Yeah. Christ had no no friends. Christ's example is his friends that he invited to be with them were murderers, you know, they were uh, thieves. Uh, those were his friends. Everybody else hated him. And what, what Christ did he showed love yeah. to them. And the same thing with, uh, with, with Moses, and the same thing, you know, he showed love even to his people that he loved. He showed well, when love. you are of love, you can't help but be of love everywhere. It doesn't switch. And the same thing with uh, Job, Job, uh, what he had, he had no friends, but he had a love of God, uh, just like Christ had a love of God. And um, and that love shined through with the, into the loving those people. So it wasn't uh, Christ didn't have friends either. He had love for uh, his fellow man.
0: Thank you. Raymond. And I'm all the Russian now, so I'm sorry.
2: I'll make it quick.
0: I'm not really sorry, but that's a, I just said that we're not really meaning it. Yes. It's just a way of expressing, but no meaning behind it. I'm not really sorry. Yes. Okay, make it short. (laughs) Friends are smiling killers. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. He summed it up. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, right here.
5: Um, I just wanted to say I appreciate recently you suggesting that we... Think spiritually. Yes, because I think as I don't even know what words to even use anymore. While I'm walking down <laughs> this new road, it's like you know. Um, but when I, when I'm reflecting on my day, or I'm smoking on whatever it is that we're talking about in here, when I start running, like when I pause and look at whatever the topic is or the question spiritually, it. God has just started to reveal a lot in that. Absolutely. You know, like,
0: Absolutely. I know I'm a little
5: tired today, but my brain hurts with all this brain talk. You know what I mean? Really. Yep. The, the world has just taught us all wrong. And, you know, I don't know, like...
0: It's hard living in the other world.
5: Yeah. I, who really knows hard. how we would all be communicating? If, if, I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to tap that rabbit hole of languages and all of that. But, I mean, we've really... The devil has just really done a number on humanity, and I I, I appreciate, you know, pondering a lot of these questions and and all of that, but... uh, Thinking about it spiritually and running it through that washing machine cycle really helps.
0: It does. It does. That's what I'm telling you, you gotta get away from the worldly titles and identities. You gotta think spiritually because it is a spiritual battle. It's a battle between evil and good. It's not all the stuff that the world's telling you. It's the world is keeping you in hell by coming up the works of the devil. Making you identify with the works of the devil, not overcome the works of the devil. But if you—that's what it means to walk in the spirit. We should walk in the spirit so we can spiritually see what's going on. We are a spirit. We're not our bodies. We're not our feeling. Those emotions. We're not the thoughts. And if you think spiritually, you'll be fine because now you can see. Isn't that amazing? It really is. Hassan, last word. Nobody else, raise your hand. A
7: week No raise there. Yes, thank you. yeah, just quick sentence. yeah, like Francisco said, maybe Jesus didn't have friends, but he was still a friend of the world, to the world. And like us, I think, like you say, we should welcome the betrayal and still not be jaded by that or changed by that, still be a friend to the world, you know.
0: Well, just don't hate the world. I don't, yeah. Let me just say this thing about friends. And what made me think about this is several things, but really when uh, Sean told me about his talk with this, this was a female with a degree that what is an environmentalist. Think of that mentality. And he was able to have a sober, sober conversation with her for four hours and never her, and she didn't get mad. Because there was no judgment in there. He wasn't reacting to anything She assumed that he was going to say or wouldn't say. That's how we're supposed to live. We have to go amongst the children of the devil and deal with them with the light. That's the purpose of the light. And we're going to judge them and not go amongst them, how will we help them? How would Christ be able to help us if he had judged us? We wouldn't be able to see what we see today.
3: Yes? Living by revelation. Yes. Was the phrase that we were, we were talking about.
0: Absolutely. live by revelation. Um, Sean, real fast, what's the one thing that stands between you and God?
3: Uh, words.
0: Words. Uh, real fast, not a lot of it, just tell me the one thing. That's the biblical question from last week. What is, what was the name? Oh, what is the one thing that separates you from God?
1: I'd have to say myself.
0: Yourself? How do you separate yourself from God? My thoughts. And are your thoughts your
1: own? Uh, if I believe them sometimes.
0: And so will you believe they become yours? Oh, okay. Yeah. I got you. Uh, Doug, the one thing that separates you from God, and then Francisco want the last quick one thing. No long talk, boy.
8: Yes? You and I, I talked about this.
0: Oh, but don't say this. You sure? Yeah. I got the mic. <laughs> Hassan. Oh, no, Frankie. The one thing that separates you from God?
2: Uh, my, having fun.
0: Having fun? Yeah. Having fun separates you from God? Yeah. Okay. Nick, you
11: say? Uh, all those things, the illusions, the mind, all those things are true, but when I make it personal, what separates me from God, that's none of y'all's business.
7: What? That's
11: none of your business.
7: That's not my. Oh, (laughs) what? Yes, sir. Lord. Oh yeah, just same, just the illusion, imagination. Okay. Yes, the one
0: thing. Nobody else. Yeah, I'm sorry. The one thing that separates you from God.
5: Uh, Knowing the truth.
0: Knowing the truth. Okay. The one thing that separates you from God are your thoughts. Now, all those other things are happening, of course, thinking you're this and being afraid and all that as a result of that. But the one thing that separates you from God are your thoughts because the thoughts are of the devil. And the thoughts stand between this is you, this is God, and the thoughts are there. And you believe this is you, and you won't climb the wall to see the, God, see the Father. Your thoughts are separating you from God. And I guarantee you once you stop believing them, you'll see God. You'll know Him. You won't have faith in Him, you will know Him. You will know your Father and your father will know you. Isn't that amazing? But you need love first, because love is what conquers all, and meaning that you got to overcome you got to overcome salvations of the heart. The heart is wicked. The heart is evil. Because it's angry, and anger is the nature of the devil. So you must be born again. You must forgive. Starting with the parents first. You must forgive. And then yourself. Have mercy on yourself. Don't judge yourself because it's not you. And then when love comes in, that same love that raised Christ from the dead will raise you from the dead. And that's what's happening. When the ego is dying, you're overcoming death. And and if you identify with the emotions and stuff, it ain't going to be easy. Because you're going to literally think that you are dying, but you're not. It's the spirit of the devil is that is dying from you. And then go find some other human beings to live in because it has to live in human beings. But that pain you feel in here, you got to be willing to, you better hope that it becomes so devastating and feel like you want to jump off a bridge. You want, the more painful it is, the freer you're becoming. When it hurts so bad, you can't go outside, you can't walk, you can't sleep, you can't eat. You better be grateful for that because that's the nature of the devil that's dying. And so I want to encourage you to be aware of what's going on in you so you don't use any little thing to try to escape the pain. The devil will tell you, oh, look how you feel. Or you were shot with a pain with something that you heard or something happened. You were shot. Be glad for that shot. And be glad that it's so painful you could hardly stand. You don't want easy pain. You want, the, the, you want crucifying pain. And don't whine about it, oh, I didn't take this, Lord. Help me, Jesus. You don't want the pain. And then you go through that pain, and you're on the other side of the wall. But you got to go through the pain. you got to die. Spiritually. The devil is dying when that is happening. So no matter what you hear about yourself, or somebody trying to do, they don't want to be your friends, and you feel the pain, uh, don't stay at the dance. Lead the dance so you can feel the pain. Don't find out that your woman has been lying to you all these years and now you see the real person, but you're going to stay at the dance anyway. Then you may say, how will you get better? You stand in the comfort zone for your ego gratification, which is worshiping the devil. Isn't that amazing? So whatever you're feeling now, as a girl that's gone, your friends and family are gone, be grateful and, and, and don't, when the pain comes, don't let the devil try to steal it away from you with a thought. Or makes you go and eat, or makes you think you need to do that. You endure it, and you never have to go through it again because the devil will leave you and make a home in somebody else, and you will live. And you need love for this. You must be born again first. You can't do it on your own. You need the light. And I want to enclose and give you and tell you what the light is, what love is. Go ahead, James. Uh, go to James with the mic.
6: um this is from first corinthians chapter 13 though i command languages both human and angelic if i speak without without love i am no more than a gong booming or a clanging uh symbol clashing symbol and though i have the power of prophecy to penetrate all mysteries and knowledge and though i have all the faith necessary to move mountains if i am without love i am nothing Though I should give away to the poor all that I possess, and even give up my body to be burned, if I am without love, it will do me no good whatever. Love is always patient and kind. Love is never jealous. Love is not boastful or conceited. It is never rude and never seeks its own advantage. It does not take offense or store up grievances. Love does not rejoice at wrongdoing but finds its joy in the truth. It is always ready to make allowances, to trust, to hope, and to endure whatever comes. Love never comes to an end, but if there are prophecies, they will be done away with. If tongues, they will fall silent, and if knowledge, it will be done away with. For we know only imperfectly, and we prophesy imperfectly. But once protection come, per- perfection comes, all imperfect things will be done away with. When I was a child, I used to talk like a child and see things as a child does and think like a child. But now that I have become an adult, I have finished with all childish ways. Now we see only reflections in a mirror, mere riddles, but then we shall be seeing face to face. Now I can know only imperfectly, or imperfectly. But then I shall know just as fully as I am myself known. As it is, these remain, faith, hope, and love, the three of them. And the greatest of them is love.
0: Amazing, huh? The real love. And when he read the Reflection of the Mirror, it's like when you look in the mirror, you don't see yourself. You're not the person in the mirror. You're just an image in the mirror. That's not you in the mirror, right? And so this illusion that you have in your imagination is not you. It's just an image, it's not you. So you've got to stop identifying with it if you want to be free. And as the ego is dying, all the, all the images and ideas would die too. All the friend, we talked about friendship today there's no such thing as a friend. It doesn't even exist. It's a made-up word, and when you make that word up, you put all the meanings around the word. And when it doesn't go the way you define friendship, it's over. Because it didn't go your way. We're supposed and she, uh I forgot your name, your first
8: name.
0: DJ. DJ mentioned we we're supposed to be on the earth. We we're on the earth not to be alone, but we we're on the earth not to have an image of one another. Not have any expectation. So if, I, if I'm hanging out with somebody, I'm just hanging out with somebody. If I put the title friend to it, it changes it. But if I'm just hanging out, drinking or whatever you do, nothing can change the, the hanging out. Because there's no image of it at all. There's no title to it. And with all your titles, the devil gives you titles, and you, he put the meanings around these titles. And if those titles don't work, if those definitions don't work, you got trouble on your hand. But just imagine a life with no images, no titles, no definitions. You're just living your life. And then we could, we're here for one another. We're here for one another because there, no, there are no definitions. There are no expectations. There are no titles. There are nothing to identify with but love, but the truth. And so Sean having a conversation with the woman on the plane with a degree in environment, uh, environmentalism, right? If she had gotten mad, he, it wouldn't have moved him. He just, Sean's in there talking to another person. As he doesn't know how the uh, conversation is going to go. He's not trying to make her be a Christian. He's just speaking truth. Conversation, that's it. And they can go have lunch. They didn't go have lunch, but at the end of the flight, they could have had lunch and no fight because there was no identity. No identity. So I hope this was helpful. So the one thing, and all these other things that come with that, that stands between you and God, are thoughts. That's why God said bring every thought into captivity. No such thing as a true thought. My voice is a voiceless voice. The devil talk to you. You can hear him. People hear the devil talking to them and they think God talking to them. They call him God. Oh, the Lord told me to go down there and save Sister Martha. Pray for Aunt Anna. The Lord didn't tell you to go down there and pray. That was the devil tell you that. And you call him God. But anyway. Do the silent prayer. I hope this will help for today. If you want to be free, you got to keep your eyes on you. you got to be willing to be an individual. And don't try to make yourself be that. It will happen naturally. You will overcome the world. You will live in the world, but not be all your little titles and definitions and whatever else you do will disappear. And you'll finally have a life right here on earth. Otherwise, it's going to be hell on earth for you. And when you drop your body, you're going to hell. And there's no way out. At least you have a chance right now to overcome. It's up to you. Do the silent prayer. Uh, Watch those thoughts. Let all ideas, all plans, all imagination go. All right? Thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. I don't have a biblical question right now, hopefully tomorrow or whatever. But uh, the only thing that stands between you and God are your thoughts. You are not the thoughts. You're not the feelings. You're not the body. You're a spirit. So start thinking spiritually. You're working with evil. It's against you. All right? Thank you all very much. Thank you for your support. We'll do the, uh, the Super Chats tomorrow. If the Lord is willing, and create all right. And thank you all. It was a good fellowship today. I appreciate it. <laughs> Amazing.
1: Nice. Well, this-